Time for a music review. Get so confused having two channels here. Yeah, for those of you who follow my music channel, I will put in the description a link to my movie channel, which runs side by side with this. Uh, not so many uh, uploads, but still frequent uh, movie reviews. And I try and focus on 50s, 60s. Uh, movies, although well, there are some newer ones as well. But less of that, and let's get on to this uh, music review at 1972, 50th anniversary. I've been slowly uh, uh, getting uh, a few videos together of these, and I've got another uh, one here. I'm going to cover two bands, two bands who released albums in 1972, uh, but I wouldn't wouldn't think that too many people are familiar with these albums. Uh, but here we go. We're going to start off with the first one. And the first one is uh, by a band called Heads, Hands and Feet. And it's their second album, The Tracks, called Tracks. They're a quintet from the UK. I'll go through their band at that particular time. Pete Gavin on drums and vocals. Albert Lee plays guitar, keyboards and vocals and writes most of the material. Ray Smith on bass guitar and vocals. Charles Chaz Hodges bass, bass guitar, violin and vocals. And Tony Colton on vocals, who's the front man. And uh, prior to the release of this, they'd already established a bit of an impact uh, across the pond at the Troubadour in Los Angeles. And that followed the release of their self-titled debut, Heads, Hands and Feet. Uh, in 1971, and that's a cracking outing uh, album. Uh, but I'm going to have a look at the second album now, and uh, the second album, as I say, called Tracks. Uh, it, they continued their quest for a, really what I would describe as exceptionally crafted country-flavoured material. Uh, but we could put them in the folk, rock, blues category of style, and uh, a little bit of country genre alongside the folk and rock. So let's get on to uh, a rundown on the tracks. Start with Let's Get I Here from the Off with Gavin's drums central to the nifty, fast, pacey piano by Lee. He also chips in on other keyboards here as well. Safety in Numbers is up next. Slightly slower tempo this, but still got a country swing. And there's a typical fast finger-picking solo by Lee. He was very much uh, one of the quickest guitarists around at the time. Quite spellbinding. Roadshow's next. Bit of singer-songwriter balladry here from Lee, illustrating how diverse... Uh, the number of musical uh, templates on this record. Harlequin is the fourth track. Echoes a little bit of Elton John's style, has to be said. Uh, but then the pedal steel guitar meanders in and out and laps over those very British vocals. Dancer, a blues feel here, follows with some country roots. It's got a lovely sing-along chorus. It's the next uh, track. Four minute effort, Helter Skelter Country Knees Up with a rampant marriage between fiddle guitar and then the rhythm switches to a funky rock. It's got some excellent rhythm guitar on here 
and then it switches back for the finale, which is, once again, hair-raising and very boogie-friendly. Jack Daniels' old number seven, a track I do love, uh, is next. Organic groove, much like the band, aside the vocals, uh, the British-style vocals. The piano-organ mix is distinctive, a bit like Life on the Carnival by the band, an excellent figgle. It's an excellent cut. And then we move on to Rhyme and Time, an acoustic lead uh, guitars on here, mixed with the vocals. Uh, it quiets the pace for sure, but it's beautifully played by our Albert Lee. Real singer-songwriter material. And then Paper Chase, a nice soulful rock number, uh, and it steers close to tasting some progressive symphonic melodies, but just a dabble. And then the finale, song and dance, five minutes. It's a funky country blues that wraps up this quality album. The title sums this cut up, particularly holding a large beer, I found, would certainly improve uh, your appreciation of it. But the standout is very much Albert Lee with that stunningly guitar work again. So... There we have it. Second album by Tracks, by Heads, Hound and Feet, called Tracks. And after this, I think they slipped into the distance. Uh, although I will track, track down to see if there was a third. I don't w think there are. Uh, difficult to get hold of this, but if you can get to listen to it, it's certainly worth the number. And uh, the description, uh, I think I've got, yep, yeah, uh, I'm going to get... A link, anyway, to some music of this on YouTube. And then, uh, on my classic genre, uh, I'm not quite sure what genre uh, these two fit together with, but I'd certainly make this a sort of a pop rock album, really, uh, with a touch of blues. Uh, the name Dave Edmonds mean anything to you? Well, he, I first came across him in a band called Love Sculpture, and they were a Welsh blues rock band. They were active from 1966 to 1970. Edmonds, born in Cardiff in 1944, and he joined up with John David and drummer Rob Jones for live work uh, a little later. And this uh, morphed into a rock pile. Uh, John Williams, however, appeared on this album that I'm going to review, which is called Rock Pile. And it's uh, Dave Edmonds' debut. Uh, and Williams, as I said, was playing bass. Uh, Edmonds took care of really all the other instruments on this album, and it's not surprising, really, that this album uh, is a collection of tracks that echo the sound and style of early rock and roll, rhythm and blues through the late 50s and the early 60s. And Edmonds, as I say, plays nearly everything. We're now going to go through it very quickly, uh, and go through the tracks. And then Down, 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 written by Trevor Burton. That name might ring a bell or two. He was the guitarist in the pop group The Move. This is a typical rockabilly country rock and roll song. Lots of energy. And there's some industrious piano from Edmonds as well, along with his guitar style. And of course, there's a guesting pedal steel guitar played by B.J. Cole thrust into the mix. It's absolutely delightful. Next up then, probably uh, Edmonds' most famous song. It was the big single, I Hear You Knocking. 
A huge hit on both sides of the pond. And what a catchy piece of music it is. Tremendous rhythm on the guitar. A really catchy sort of lyric written by uh, uh, a person called Dave Bartholomew, who was a band leader. And he came from New Orleans. And he was an arranger, a trumpeter and a record producer. And he knew how to coin a hit. Uh, Pearl King was also involved in the uh, writing of this on the... And it stands the test of time, it has to be said. It reminds me a little of uh, fairground music, more in terms of uh, the odd humour uh, rather than the actual music itself. The energetic rock and roll type persona is the thing that really catches one's ear. So on to the next track, the only song written by uh, 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 Edmonds alongside his bassist William Hell. Uh, uh, it's a real country rocker. Not much more to say about that, that than that. It just sounds great. The rhythm is perfect and the grunt, crunchy vocal fits the feel. So what more could I say? Next up, It Ain't Easy. The first 50 seconds is an instrumental and one wonders where it's heading to and then it sort of segues into a sort of blues rock style number where Edmund's vocals join in. It's nothing to get too worked up about, but solid enough sort of rock music really. There's a very uh, a tinge of slight guitar style to it. Very American, I thought, in its delivery. But I guess that's the audience that the record company had targeted uh, uh, at this particular juncture in Edmund's career. It's uh, really nice stuff though. It's a real rock and roll song. It's called The Promised Land and it's written by Chuck Berry. And um, well, it's a Chuck Berry song. It's got a very distinctive style to the guitar play, very much up tempo, and lyrically it's about that dream of making fame as a musician when you're black. And not a lot more to say about it other than that fact. But it's Chuck's singing, of course, if he, he, he had been singing here, it would have sounded absolutely identical. Dance, Dance, Dance is next, another cover. This is uh, written by Neil Young, and it's presented by Edmonds in a very sort of country-fied, honky style. Slightly different from Young's delivery because of the vocal accent on it. But it hasn't, hasn't uh, stood the test of time that well. Uh, but this version hasn't changed radically from Young's. It's a good old sort of dance-along song. Uh, it, it actually was recorded and uh, released on the Crazy Horse daily day, debut album in 1971. Uh, so maybe it's worth checking out that version. And it was also covered by the New Seekers in 1972. I'm a lover, not a fighter is next. This is written by Ron Collier. I'm not familiar with, with him at all. It's a very fast and ferocious country rocker blistering with pace, reminding me of that Albert Lee guitar style. And of course, we've just covered his uh, album with Heads, Hands and Feet. So that's the tenuous link here, I guess. Uh, Edmund's very competent on the instrument, as we know. Egg or the Hen is next. It's a Willie Dixon song. So there's an element of blues uh, to the sound. Edmonds is joined by Andy Farewell Lowe, who contributes guitar and some drums on this track. It's a typical Dixon song, really, fast neck blue style song. Uh, and then another Chuck Berry cover is up next. 
sweet little rock and roller. It's virtually the same, well, identical riff to Jommy Be Good. Uh, just different words. But you know, this is rock and roll, isn't it? And that's what's so significant about it. It's catchy and you never forget it. There's a very nice, clear, clean rockability type solo on this uh, from Ed, Ed Edmonds to complete, uh, complete this. Uh, and some twinkling piano notes. Great stuff. So, to close this set, a raucous outlaw blues. This is written by Bob Dylan. And Edmonds gets the opportunity to explore his sly guitar playing again. It's, well, pretty feisty blues sort of song. All the trimmings. Five-minute track. And it's a real whoopee sort of, of title, really. Uh, it's full of energy, full of great playing. It's a basic 12-bar blues uh, done in a perfect way. But it's one of the strongest covers on this album. So this is a great start, really, for Edmonds, I felt, uh, on his solo career. And uh, I really do think it was neglected. Um, I've discovered it uh, how many years on? Hmm. Let's think. 50. Ah, yes, it's the 50th anniversary. That's why I'm doing these videos. Hmm. Alzheimer's definitely settled in. But this album is definitely worth checking out. So there we have it. Rock Pile by Dave Edmonds. And that completes this video.